welcome to Rise Up in Business, the law podcast for small business owners. This podcast is designed to share important legal information without the stuffy legal jargon. I'm Tracy Marlacrane. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rise Up in Business podcast. Thank you for joining me for episode 78 of the podcast. I'm so thrilled to be at episode 78. Thank you to each and every one of you for continuing to tune in and listen to me share my tips and tricks and guidance for small business owners. Today, I'm going to talk with you about booking and cancellation policies because this is coming up a lot for my clients particularly now that we're living through a time where small businesses are recovering from the last two years and things like no-shows or cancellations on short notice are having a real impact on small businesses. So the question I'm asked a lot by new and existing clients is, can I impose financial requirements around my booking and cancellation policies? And the answer, of course, is yes, provided that one, they're fair because we can't have unfair contract terms for consumers, so they have to be fair, and two, they have to be included in your terms and conditions which are given to clients or consumers before they decide to engage with you. I have talked a lot on this podcast about terms and conditions in your business, why you need them and how to use them, and there are a ton of resources as well on this very topic over on the resources page on our website. If you haven't checked that out, please do. We'll put the link in the show notes. There's some great information for you there. So in relation to your bookings and cancellation policies, first of all, get really clear on what it is you want to achieve here. Clients often say to me, Tracy, I really need 48 hours notice if someone's going to reschedule or cancel because that gives me plenty of time to fill that spot in my calendar if that person needs to reschedule. If they don't give me 48 hours, chances are I'm not going to be able to fill it And that's revenue that I've missed out on. And that's a reasonable and fair position to be in as a small business owner. And it's a consideration that we need to be mindful of. And the truth is, consumers are becoming more and more used to these types of policies anyway, because they're becoming more and more frequent for small business owners. So once you're clear and you know precisely what it is you want to achieve, usually that's a window for a cancellation. You require usually 48 hours notice. Some people it's a little longer, some people it's a little less. You can then start drafting that into your terms and conditions. Similarly, with a booking policy, if it's the case that you would like to take a a deposit when people book with you, again, that's okay, but it needs to be outlined really clearly in your terms and conditions to make it lawful. You need to think about what circumstances the clients or consumers are going to forfeit their deposit or are going to be required to pay a cancellation fee. So you need to think about when it's going to arise. Some of the things that my clients and I talk about are, what is the time frame you require for rescheduling or cancelling? What is the percentage going to be for the cancellation policy? Is it a percentage of the consultation or is it the full fee of the consultation? Third, what type of booking deposit do you want and in what circumstances will it be forfeited? For example, if your consultation fees are $250 and you require a $100 deposit to be paid at the time of the booking, what happens to that deposit if the appointment needs to be rescheduled? So it might be, for example, if you reschedule with more than 48 hours notice, your deposit will be transferred to the new booking. If you reschedule with less than 48 hours notice, you'll forfeit that deposit and you'll need to pay a new deposit for a new appointment or a new consultation. 
Once you're clear on those three points, we can start drafting it into your terms and conditions. Those terms and conditions might be by way of confirmation email or booking request email. You might take bookings for consultations over the phone or via email in your business. Alternatively, you might take bookings via your website, in which case your website terms and conditions need to be updated. Your click wrap terms and conditions absolutely need to be in place because if you're going to have policies like this where people are making these bookings and or making payments on your website, it's vital that you have the click wrap function enabled so that before a consumer proceeds with their booking, they tick a box to say they agree to those click wrap terms and conditions. And that is where you will repeat your booking or cancellation policies in there. It's really important with these things that not only you have clarity around what your policies are, but that you have notified the consumer in accordance with the requirements of the consumer law. So it's not okay just to have somebody book in on your website, pay a deposit, and you flick them an email saying, thanks so much for that. Here's your confirmation email and here's our cancellation policy because they haven't had an opportunity to consider it before they chose to book with you. That's the key. Having a one-liner or a two-liner on the bottom of a receipt or an invoice saying, here's my cancellation policy is not enough. Let me be clear, the consumer law has imposed obligations on small business owners when they're dealing with consumers to tell them what their terms and conditions are before the consumer decides to engage. So you've got to do it properly, you've got to be thorough, and you've got to do it in a particular order. I see too many small business owners who come to me to help enforce terms that they say they've got in place, but really they're not because all it was is a couple of sentences on the bottom of a receipt or on the bottom of an invoice. That doesn't comply and you'll find yourself as a small business owner, you'll be exposed, you'll be left out in the cold with terms that you can't enforce. This, of course, all goes to the legal question. So I often say to people when I'm talking to them, we've got a legal question and we've got a business question or a legal solution and a business solution. So having your policies in place correctly, clearly, in accordance with the consumer law, and you've got your processes set up consistently and again in accordance with the consumer law, that's one thing. Fabulous, fantastic. As a business owner, your boundaries are clear. You're setting yourself up for success. But of course, there's the business element to this. So if a client does come to you and says to you, my child's been in an accident, I've got to rush to school or whatever it may be, I'm so sorry I can't make my appointment, clients say to me, but Tracy, do I have to enforce my cancellation policy because this is an unforeseen circumstance? And of course, the answer is no, you don't have to. Your policies and processes are there for you to enforce if you wish. They are your boundaries in your business for you to choose whether you wish to enforce them. You can absolutely, at your discretion, choose to waive those policies from time to time if the scenario calls for it. So if there is that last minute dash to school because a child needs to be picked up because they've been injured, you do not need to enforce that policy. If you choose not to, you can because it's there, but clients say to me, it's not good business necessarily to be doing that in every circumstance. And I wholeheartedly agree. So the first part of it is the legal part, making sure that it's there, it's in place, it's done properly for you to rely on if you choose. The second part is the business element, nurturing your client relationships, building long-term sustainable, successful relationships with your clients. So you might choose in certain circumstances to waive the requirement to forfeit the booking deposit if you wish. Yes, you can do that. So there you have it. That's what I've got to say 
today for businesses who have or are thinking about developing booking and cancellation policies for their businesses. Get crystal clear on what it is that you require from your clients or your consumers in relation to rescheduling and the timeframe. Get crystal clear on what, if any, booking deposit you require and then make it very clear to clients and consumers what's going to happen to that deposit and in what circumstances they will forfeit that deposit. Like all of these things, there's no cookie cutter solution. You need to come up with something that's going to suit you and your clients and work for your business. Don't copy your friends. It's probably not going to suit your business. I talk a lot about the dangers of copying somebody else's terms and conditions, and you can listen to those other episodes of the podcast. Or again, I've written about that on the resources page on the website. So don't copy, get it tailored properly for your business. And if you're not quite sure what can work for your business and you're not quite sure what your options are, please reach out and have the conversation because we help clients with this a lot and we can talk you through what the options are, what typically works and what doesn't work, what the dangers are with certain policies. We can talk you through that and support you developing those policies for your business and making sure they're set up properly. So you can book in for a free chat via the website. The link's in the show notes. We would love to talk to you. That's what we're here for. I hope you found today's episode helpful. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time. 